Hello, everyone. I'm Emily Lavender, and this is the Forever Marriage Podcast. Forever Marriage at Lakewood exists to strengthen families by helping couples discover God's design for marriage. We are so excited to be kicking off season three. Um, it's 2023. We're going to kick off a new season, and we're we're pumped. But before we do, I just want to welcome back Scott and Don Smith. So welcome Hello. to the show. Hello. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. I can't believe it. Twenty, I can't, I can't twenty-three. It's here. It's like once Halloween hits, it's just like boom, 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 and then Everything you're in the new is year. A big fog. It almost feels like. Does it? It does. <laughs> I feel like I'm in a fog right now. <laughs> well, it's the beginning of a new year, and you know, I know if if any of you are like. You know, like us, I mean, we're, everybody's kind of thinking about their New Year's resolutions mm-hmm. or kind of thinking about what the year ahead's going to be like. What kind of changes do we have to make? All of that kind of stuff. And so we, we, we thought season three, we had an original plan to do something different for season three, but because of the year that we had in 2022, we felt like it would be appropriate to shift gears now to do, um, to do something different. And, um, just reflecting over the last year that we had and sort of the genesis of what we're going to be talking about in our, in the, in this podcast, in this season, we're calling it finish well, finishing well. Last, uh, year we, Scott and I experienced, you know, we, we, we saw some very faithful saints go on to be with the Lord who have been very impactful to us. It really started in April or in April or in May of last year, I believe it was. And, um, we got a call that, um, Linda Jo Powell, who had her, she and her husband, Jean, have been uh, mentors to Scott and me, and they've been lifelong navigators. Um, Jean, Linda Jo's in her eighties, Jean in his nineties. They'd moved away from here in Gainesville probably uh, about three years ago because they were getting older and they went down to live with, um, their kids and, um, you know, we'd stayed in touch with them, but, um, Gene was getting, uh, you know, he was re- actually, he was under hospice care himself and Linda Joe, such a faithful wife. And she had been, um, just carefully preparing for, for Gene to go and, and be with the Lord. Well, we got a call one day that Linda Joe had suffered a stroke and she was in the hospital and, uh, we knew that there would, there, she was going to meet the Lord before Jean, which was, uh, unusual to us. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we, uh, a good friend of mine, Molly Legg, and I went down to read some scripture over Linda Joe. We knew she wouldn't have very long, but anytime that we were together and she mentored us, we would spend time just reading scripture and praying. And so we were going to do that with Linda Joe, but we, she went on to heaven before we got a chance to do that. And instead, we rerouted to see Gene. And Gene, when we got to him, was in his recliner, and he has the bit, most beautiful blue eyes, so um, uh, so precious and sweet. And he kind of moved between these phases of confusion and just weeping and complete, complete clarity of thankfulness for his wife and worship to the Lord. And it was just a sweet and precious time for us. And um you know, we, we watched, we, Scott did, was asked to do Linda Joe's service. And so as a result of reflecting over Linda Joe's life of faithfulness and Jean, 
um, Scott was really impressed to write this study, Finish Well, which um, was inspired by the life of Jean and Linda Joe. Mm-hmm. And he began to write this study. We thought maybe we would guinea pig it with a group of like 30 people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as we gathered with our people on Wednesday nights, we had like 120 people that came. 186. Okay, excuse me. That's a big difference. Sorry, 186 <laughs> that people one right. who actually came. And so <laughs> That's this, not ministerial speaking. No, right. And so, you know, and it really struck a chord for um, uh, in in our people of what it means to finish well, a couple of exactly two weeks after Linda Joe went to meet the Lord, Jean went to meet the Lord. We also one of our, you know, beloved, faithful um, women in our church, Gail Gill, wife of our beloved Dr. Jerry Gill, went to be with the Lord as well. And over the course of the summer, um, I all my dad also. I, we knew he was sick. We weren't sure how sick he was, but through the course of us even teaching this study, Daddy got a terminal cancer diagnosis, and he did not have very long to live from the time we knew that he was terminal, um, probably about six weeks. And so Daddy went home to be with the Lord on October the 1st, and you know, I just have been up close and personal with people now who who are in heaven, who have gone to be with the Lord and the preciousness of being with a saint when they cross over, you know, being with daddy when he, when he went to be with the Lord was a sacred, just a sacred, sweet, sacred moment. Um, and when we talk about uh, these faithful saints who come to the Lord and Jesus says, well done, good and faithful servant. I mean, we'd say those things, but when you know someone and you know that, you can't wait for them to hear those words and you know that they're hearing those words. There's just something precious and joyful about that. And so as Scott and I get ready to sort of download all of this to you, we don't want to be morbid in the sense of, you know, get ready to die people. That's not what we're saying. But what we are saying is, you know, every day we, we never know when we're going to cross the finish line. Sometimes we get an opportunity to know it. Daddy had an opportunity to know it. He he knew, we knew that then there was some, some time there that we all got to, everybody got to say, and, and he got to say everything that he wanted to say. Sometimes we know when we're going to cross the finish line, but sometimes we don't. Linda Joe did not know that. And so, but they all lived their life in such a way that the finish line was a welcome sight. And so for us, we, we want to be able to share with you how to prepare to finish well. Um, I, I know a lot of people choose their word for the year. Uh, sometimes I do that, sometimes not, but I would suggest or I would, I would ask you to sort of ponder over the word prepare. Mm-hmm. One of the um, people that Linda Joe introduced me to was Jeannie Fleming. She was also a lifelong navigator and she, wrote a book um, called Pursue the Intentional Life. And one of her, um, the chapters in, in, in her book is about the art of preparation of, of be, of, of making preparations for, for the future or for, for the coming days. And I just want to read a little excerpt from this book to maybe help get our minds set on what we're going to be talking about. And just this idea of, um, of the word prepare. 
She says, I'm taken with the frequency of the word prepare in the Old and New Testaments. To prepare is to do advance work toward an end. Embedded in Jesus' injunction to watch and pray is a call to spiritual preparation now for what one may face in the future. Solomon evidently agrees. He repeats his warning to look ahead and make adjustments. The prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and pay the penalty. Proverbs twenty-seven twelve. As I think about my remaining years, about possible challenges and opportunities, I make mind and spirit preparations, desiring to face what comes in his strength to his glory. I set pegs and drive stakes. I ponder his person and truth. I wonder what choices made today will enable me to finish my course with spiritual vigor. Is preparation key to the art of living Christ to the end? Not that I expect to sail through hard times untouched, but I trust God that my advance work will give me a body of content to return to in challenging times, content to draw me to God, his promises and his purposes. So as we sort of launch out into what it means to finish well, this is what we really want you to set about thinking, the framework of it, the art of preparation, intent on finishing our race with spiritual vigor, as Jeannie says it, um, leaving behind us a legacy of faith, of love, um, and um, um, of joy to the people who have experienced life around us. Yeah, so as as you were saying, Hunt, um this has become really a very personal thing to us watching Gene and Linda Joe, who have mentored us for two decades. Um, we've watched their faithfulness. We've watched Miss Gail Gill. We've watched your dad. Um, and so I don't, as Dawn said, I don't want y'all to think that we're, we're talking about this strictly in a, a preparation for death sense. Don't, don't hear this at all that way. I'm, give you a little context for me and Dawn. If you're a first time listener, we serve on staff at Lakewood Baptist in Gainesville, Georgia. And we're now in our 22nd year here um, in the discipleship ministry. And much of our day uh, encompasses working with men and women and couples in mentoring, discipling, counseling relationships. And so as we're in the latter part of our career, I've just been thinking a lot about that as well. On top of what Dawn has already said, I've served for 21 years, 20, a little over 20 years, uh, under our previous senior pastor, Dr. Tom Smiley, who was the senior pastor here at Lakewood for 30 years. And so some of the, my thoughts on this idea of finishing well was just watching Dr. Tom transition over the past several years. From senior pastor to really the lead pastoral role here in a church and really stepping down to in, in a place of humility, um, serving here and just watching him do that well, transitioning well with honor and dignity and respect that has had a huge influence on me. Because I've watched, and I'm not going to name names, but if you you're in the church world, especially the American church world, if you think over 2022, 2021, 2020, you could probably call to mind if you're 
even remotely aware of what's going on in the evangelical church world, you could probably name two, three, four different pastors who got, or evangelists who got close to the end of their ministry and just imploded out of moral or ethical issues. And so some of this is, is thinking around that as well, not just preparing for the end of life, but just finishing life well, finishing vocation well, finishing, if we're married, finishing our marriages well, just finishing, you know, uh, all of life well. So I want you to think about this, regardless of whatever sector that you're in, if you're in the business sector, if you're in the government or education sector, the civic or religious sector, or even just within your family, I just want to get you to begin thinking about what does it look like to finish well? How we start in life is really important. Athletic races are often won and lost at the starting blocks. But even more important than a good start is a great finish. And the older Dawn and I get, guys, the less impressed we are with the shooting stars of today, who often have a great start. But it's pretty common nowadays for shooting stars to become flashes in the pan who either finish poorly or don't finish the race at all. You can think of that in any sector you're in, guys or ladies who look like they were going to be shooting stars and then they just made a poor moral judgment, an ethical judgment that caused them to be sidelined. Dawn and I are truly inspired by those who exhibit steadfast faithfulness over the course of a lifetime. Folks like Gene and Linda Joe Powell, folks like Dawn's dad, who for seven to nine decades of demonstrated faithfulness, they to us are the real stars because after all, real life is more of a marathon than it is a sprint. The ones who have trained and prepared to run a marathon often know what it takes. As the writer of Hebrews says in Hebrews 12, one, they know what it takes to finish with endurance the race that is set before them. Because really guys, when we're talking about it here, What you and I have before us is not a sprint. This life that we're called to, whether it be in a vocational ministry role or whether it be in a marital role, whatever role we're in, it is a race of endurance that is often a marathon. It's not a sprint. So here's a question. How do we do it? How do you and I best train and prepare to run the marathon of life well? How do we finish well? We first, I really believe we first must define what it means to finish well. So I'm going to pitch it to you guys. Don, I know you know the material, Lim, you do too. But if somebody asks you just off the cuff, what do you think it means to finish well? How would y'all answer that? What does it mean to finish well? I guess it depends on the, the realm you're thinking of. But yeah. like if you have an assignment at school and you, you do exactly what you're supposed to do, even over and above, you know, the requirements that are asked of you or. Um, yeah, uh, it depends on the. Well, I'm the thinking too, Emma, about you and Benji. 
you and Benji and Dr. Tyler, our senior pastor, uh, Scotty Hall, some others were in a race mm. recently. Yeah. Okay. What did it require for y'all to yeah. finish that race well? Yeah, there was an t- intentionality to train. You know, we had a, a training plan that we followed, and we were a part, a part of a team, so we were able to hold one another accountable mm-hmm. and, and share, okay, I, I did my run or I did my swim, and, and how did yours go? You know, so there was accountability there with our within our team. Um, yeah. Yeah, so there's training, there's mm-hmm. intentionality, there's there's forethought, there's preparation, right. as Dawn talked about from Jenny Fleming. There's there's some some intentional ideas about it. The writer Moses says it this way in Psalm ninety verse twelve, and I've always liked this verse. You, I'd encourage you to put this in your memory tank. He says in Psalm ninety verse twelve, so teach us to number our days that we may present to you. A heart of wisdom. So as Moses is looking at his days, he is saying, Lord, I want to look at all of my days, those that have passed, where I am presently, and where I hope to be. And as I look at these, as I look at these days, I want to be wise. I want to be prepared. I want to use the word that M said. I want to be intentional and how I use these days so that in doing so, I may present to you a heart of wisdom. So when we think about finishing well, when we use that phrase, finish well, what we mean in this study, we we will flesh it out this way. We mean that to finish well, it is to following Christ to the very end of our lives, as Dawn has already said, following Christ to the very end of our lives and finishing his assignments for us and hearing him say, well done, good and faithful servant. You think about Jesus on the cross in John 19, verse 30, Jesus himself said, it is finished. Now notice with me, Jesus didn't say, I am finished. He is saying it is finished. So what is he saying there? He is simply saying that he finished the work that God had given him. And likewise, Paul in 2 Timothy 4.7 said it this way, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the course. I have kept the faith. Paul kept the faith to the end, and he passed it on to others. So in this study, we're going to focus on 10 characteristics that we've observed. This is not an all-inclusive list. You could probably come up with some others yourself. But these are characteristics. So as we look at Gene and Linda Joe's life, at Mr. Charles Dawn's dad's life, at Miss Gail Gill, as we've looked at numerous others, Dr. Tom Smiley, these, these are characteristics that we have seen tend to be in people's lives. These are the common threads of those that we have watched who have finished well. And these characteristics are most likely not exhaustive, as I've already said. You could probably add more to this list, but these will at least give us a baseline to gauge our lives by. So as we finish this episode, I'm going to just give you these 10 characteristics, and then we're going to come back in episode two and begin to unpack them. Anybody who knows me knows I love acrostics. So 
you can only imagine when we have a, a, a study called finish well, it's going to be broken down into an acrostic. And so let me give them to you real quick and we'll wrap this episode up. If we want to finish well, here's the things that we believe we need to do. One is fix our eyes on Jesus. And we'll flesh that out in the next episode. The I is invite others into our life. I'll simply say it this way. You can't finish well by yourself. As Emily has already talked about, they finished the race that they were running because they prepared and ran it together. We fix our eyes on Jesus. We invite others into our life. In is we nurture the habits of grace. These are what we call spiritual disciplines. We nurture the habits of grace in our personal life. And we'll talk about some of those habits that we encourage you to have. The I is we invest in others. Some of the people, as we've already talked about, uh, Gene and Linda Joe specifically spent their life giving their life away. You cannot outgive God. And so we're going to encourage you to invest in others. S is to set up hedges of protection. And these are simply hedges of protection to protect us from moral, ethical, spiritual failure. And we all have to have those hedges of protection. That's not just for marriage. This is for, these are protection hedges that we need to have in life in general. The H is have a focused life. We'll talk about not being just spread out too thin, but having a very focused life. So that's the finish. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Invite others into your life. Nurture the habits of grace in your personal life. Invest in others. Set up hedges of protection and have a focused life. Now here's the well. W is walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. We'll flesh that out through Ephesians 4.1 and other passages where we talk about walking in a manner worthy of the calling with which we've been called. We'll talk, too, about establishing sustainable habits. E is establishing sustainable habits. The L is learn for all of life. Those who finish well are lifelong learners. And I'll talk more about some people in my present life that have impressed me there. And then finally, we'll live with the end in mind. That's the last L, live with the end in mind. So we hope that you'll stay with us this season. Uh, When we come back in episode two, we'll talk about specifically what it means to fix our eyes on Jesus because we want to do that in order to finish well. All right. Thank you all so much. I'm, I'm super excited. It's going to be good, and I think it's very timely as we're entering into a new year. Um, these are some great practices to put into place as we um, have this new beginning. So stay tuned for another episode of the Forever Marriage Podcast. <laughs>